Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, folks. So, um, recently, I was very fortunate to be invited on to Get English Tips 3 Teachers podcast. Uh, Get English Tips is run by Ken, who is a very, very cool Scottish dude. And I was on the podcast with Ken and with Ned from Ned's Vestopia. So the link to their respective Instagram and YouTube pages are in the description below. But the whole idea of the podcast was just to start answering some questions that students have. So it was on Ken's page and he was very for he was very great uh, very kind to share it with myself and with Ned so we can also put it on our own respective uh, podcast youtube channels whatever there is a video that goes along with this and um you should go to Ken's youtube page which is get english tips so if you go to youtube and you type in get english tips you will find his page scroll down to the three teacher podcast and you'll be able to watch the video of the following recording but this podcast is going to be over an hour long it's pretty cool it's pretty long but it's just a lot of fun you know you got three english teachers who are sitting there just answering questions that come up a lot i really enjoyed this podcast it was hella fun and i really can't wait to do another one so what you should do is just as usual sit back relax get a pen and paper and listen listen to the conversation between three english teachers talking about questions related to english learning thanks very much here we go so hello everyone. I hope you're hope everyone's well. Thanks very much for coming along to the Three Teacher Podcast with me, Ken. We've got Ned and we've got Ronan. Both of you guys in Canada. Yeah, I'm in I'm in Scotland. The other two guys are in east and west of Canada. Yeah. So a quick introduction. My name's Ken. In case anyone doesn't know, my name's Ken from Scotland in the UK. I've been teaching for about twelve years. And uh, I've been all around the world. I've been about 50 countries. I speak about, I speak four languages. And most recently, I've spent 10 years in Bangkok, in Thailand, teaching university graduates how to get jobs with the airlines. So, you know, Qatar Airways, Emirates, etc. And I recently moved back to Scotland in October last year and then got stuck. I can't leave, you know. <laughs> so I'm now living in my mum's attic room on the top floor, as you can see at the back here. And uh, I've been here for now a year. I've never been out of this room, you know. So, <laughs> so that's me, Ken. Thanks very much for coming along. And who would like to go next? After you, Ned. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm Ned. I've been uh, in this profession for the past 22 years. I've been a teacher, supervisor, teacher trainer, everything. I'm a poet, I think. And um, I haven't taught for quite some time, but I still have my page, Ned's Dystopia. Uh-huh. I spent a large part of my life in Ireland. So, Ronan. In Ireland, really? What part? Um, Drogheda. I went to no way. Drogheda. Yeah, I went to Drogheda Grammar School. So I spent a lot of time in Drogheda and Waterford, trying to Waterford down more east. So I've, I've traveled to different places in the UK and Ireland and 
different parts of Europe and I lived in Iran. I've been to different schools, American schools, uh, uh, British, Irish. So I'm a mixture of all of these three. And that's about it, I suppose. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and I love what I do. Excellent. You've not been to Scotland, right? Uh, I have. Really? I have. A, a border village. I don't remember the name, but it was probably one of the most beautiful places that I did visit. It will be. Uh, when I was in the UK. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Excellent. And I love the Scot Scottish and Irish accent. <laughs> they are the best. <laughs> I, I'm watching this, uh, this series on Netflix these days. It's um, Outlander. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a fan of it. It gets pretty graphic. Just let you know, man. They, well, don't yeah. leave, <laughs> they don't leave much of the imagination in some of those scenes. It's, I had to turn exactly, it off, actually. Exactly. Well, never... We have anybody under the age of 16, not 18. You know, don't, yeah. don't watch it for a couple of years. Until a couple of years. Yeah. Good. Welcome, Ned. Thank you. First time we've spoken, yeah. We've, we've kind of we've spoken, but commented backwards and forwards for about a year now. But this is the first time that we've been face-to-face, -face, as it were, yeah? A virtual face-to-face, -face, yeah? Great. Ronan. What's up, everyone? So, my name's Ronan. I am from a little town called Sligo on the west coast of Ireland. Oh. Uh, now, now I'm living in Kelowna in British Columbia, Canada. And I moved to Canada about five years ago now. So, uh, I'm not Canadian. I'm definitely Irish. Working on getting Canadian citizenship, but uh, that's everything is delayed due to the whole coronavirus pandemic thing that's going on. In terms of teaching, I've been teaching English as an additional language for, I think, seven years now. Yeah, about seven years I've been teaching it as an additional language. And uh, yeah, I just love what I do. So Fantastic. Welcome along. Actually, you, you probably don't mind. My family are from Sligo, you know. No way. Way, yeah, the Lynch family from Sligo. Yeah, the Lynches. When they came over, they came over here a few years ago, you know, to Scotland. Yeah. yeah. Sligo is a beautiful town, but um, like I growing up there was so good because you got the mountains, you got surf, and it's not like a massive city or anything. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. that's why I like it. So why did why did you go to the Canada? Um, lots of different reasons. Um, I've always been fascinated with Canada for some reason, just the nature, the pictures, everything about it. Um, honestly, legal marijuana was a big part of it too. You know, that's pretty handy. You know, let's let's call a spade a spade. Let's be honest and whatever. So uh, I knew they were going to make it legal. I was like, all right, let's go check this out. And then I just stayed. You <laughs> so. just stayed. Fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. So... We've got um, Ronan and Ned. We'll put your uh, contact details and your social media channels in the in the program notes so people can uh, get in touch with you. Ned, you've had a comment from Mr. D43. Ned, my man, I track you everywhere you go. Elmo. Oh, boy. <laughs> Somebody from Iran, Mr. D from <laughs> tracking you, yeah? So the idea behind this Three Teachers podcast, for those that don't know, I get, I get hundreds of questions in it every week. And... Uh, Instead of me answering them myself, we put it out to three teachers and we get their inputs into these questions. And I'm guessing that these questions are very, very general. Everyone gets asked them. So hopefully um, you'll learn something via it. And actually, the 
couple of podcasts I've done before, I, I've actually learned myself from it, you know, from David, uh, from Lily, from Stu and from um, Teacher Will. So it's been very, very interesting for me also, yeah? So let's have a look. We shall go into, where are we? First question that we got from Get English Tips, Three Teachers Podcast. First question we've got, which is correct? Read loudly or read aloud and why which is correct read loudly or read it aloud? depends on the situation it depends on if it. you're you um again it's all about context in yeah. terms of reading loudly i mean if you really want to talk to a lot of people and you're in a big area then you need to read loudly uh -huh. however if you want to learn english and practice your english read aloud is probably the right answer here uh-huh, uh-huh. So what's the difference between the two? So for me, reading loudly would be just having a very high volume when you're reading. So if you're reading a book and you're reading loudly, it, it's almost like shouting. You know, mm. you're going to be shouting as loud as you can and everyone is going to hear you in the area. Uh -huh. However, read aloud is actually a really good way to practice English. And you would just have a text in front of you and you would practice just reading out loud. So the opposite of that would be just reading in your head i guess yeah you know, when you read it when you read a novel or something you're not mm. reading every word if you're on a bus mm. you're not going to read it aloud uh -huh. so yeah uh-huh ned what do you think uh i totally agree with roman see when you read something aloud you're not reading it to yourself so it's not silent reading mm. but loudly you're making a lot of noise i suppose i don't know maybe I'll it's not music to the ears <laughs> i see it's not you know yeah, it's too loud. Yeah. So um, yeah. I, I would have gone for that option too. Yeah. So to be I, honest, nobody ever asked me that question. <laughs> I think but it's a really that, good one, though. Yeah, using the adverbs. They're both adverbs. <laughs> adjectives, yeah. I think, um, you know, one thing I always tell my students as well, and it's something that I practiced when I was learning Spanish, was I always told my students to read aloud. You know, mm -hmm. they, if you get a book, and you just read the book, blah, 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 but you speak when you read, you know, and this would be reading aloud, you know. When I was, when I was learning Spanish, every morning before my work, I would get the Spanish newspaper and I would, you know, just read the words, you know, me llamo Ken, yo tengo, vente, tengo, and I would speak Spanish, you know, for about 15 minutes every day. And after about a month, my Spanish had gone from here to here, you know, it really improved. And I was able to pick up the phone and, you know, use the phone in Spanish, you know. So uh, I always say to students, like you just said, Ronan, you know, is read aloud any opportunity you can, yeah? And I always get my students to try record themselves reading yeah. aloud. And I think a really good activity is for students to, like, if they have a story, read the story aloud, record themselves, go off, do something else, come back, say, an hour later, listen to it, and then read silently and just to see if what they said aligns with what they're reading. And I found that has been real beneficial for my students. So Ah, actually, so they become the kind of audio book, as it were, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Ah, fantastic. That's excellent. Really, really good. And I suppose everybody's got a mobile phone or a, you know, a cell phone that they're able to do that, yeah? Mm -hmm. What about you, Ned? What do you think? What, what do you think about reading aloud for, for students? I, th I think it's good because it targets the kinesthetic part of our brain. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, when you do read aloud and you do it quite often, mm -hmm. uh, after a while, it's, it's just like driving, you know, 
back in the old days when we used to use, uh, not use automatic cars, our feet would be synchronized, you know, with the, the gas pedal and the, the clutch. Uh-huh. So the same happens when, when, when we're practicing any language, I think. So mm-hmm. um, when we read something aloud, we're hearing ourselves. At, at first, we don't like the, the, the sound of ourselves. We don't like our own voice. Yeah. But after a while, we get used to that. And then this gives us the incentive to, to do it more often. And it becomes a part of the kinesthetic. And it becomes more natural. And that's where natural English comes from. Yeah. What do you think, a, a lot of students have said, well, what, what happens if I'm not actually pronouncing the words correctly? How, how do we get around that, do you think? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think by uh, checking, you know, chat, shadowing. A lot of people believe in shadowing. I, I think shadowing. it's not mm-hmm. so bad. Yeah, it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. Shadowing does help. A lot of teachers are in favor of, of this. It works for, for some people, you know, because we have different learning styles. So it depends on uh, what, you know, works for you, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. In your language. Absolutely, absolutely. I think a great way to navigate the pronunciation would be for the teacher to also read a story. Mm-hmm. So then students can compare their recording to your recording. And mm-hmm. then they would be able to make comparisons between the two of them. So lead by example in that right. way. Yeah. One thing, one thing um, I am against, uh, Ken and Ronan, is when the teacher gets one student to read out loud in front of the whole class. That's kind of pointless because it's not a, that person might not be a very good sample reader. So mm. the teacher thing that you said, I agree with, but you know, getting a student to read out loud, you know, that's kind of dated, and you know, a lot of teachers are against it. I'm one of those. Yeah, I, rem- I remember being Depending in my on the school and <laughs> teacher going round, right, Kenneth, uh, page number one, <laughs> Ken. <laughs> you know? Master Ken. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Brilliant, excellent. Anything back. else? Anything else you want to add on to here? Anything else you would like to add? No. No. So, so read loudly is to raise your voice and read aloud is to speak when you read in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. Cool. Okay. Next question we've got is how to pronounce these four words. Now, now we've got, uh, it's difficult with pronunciation because, you know, I guess there's not one specific way to say everything, right? So, uh, so we've got four words. Who wants who wants to give us their uh, their interpretation of these words first of all? Anyone? Go on, Ned. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well we're so we're going live, so you know some of the things that we do tell our students we can't we can't like <laughs> say it here. So with the British, you know, you have to be very careful <laughs> with the can and the can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? What, what would it sound like? Um, well, Ronan, um, you know, some, some students, they, when they're experimenting, you know, with the cons. There we go. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, anyway, uh, yeah, we have to shadow a lot on that if we are practicing British. Uh-huh. But, you know, here we have the Celtic club, so we don't have a problem with that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so want and won't yeah want and won't mm-hmm. want won't and uh can and can't can and can but want. but but in a sentence it's going to sound different because we kind of use can if it's if it's like all blended together so uh, can i see that uh, no you can't 
so we don't kind of hear the T there. Right. So, um, yeah, in a sentence, it's going to sound different than when we emphasize on the words mm -hmm. uh, and we, or we're actually pronouncing the words individually. Yeah, yeah. What about the, what, what about you running? Uh, yeah, can you just pull them up again? Real quick? Pull them up. So I know we've got a short attention span here, you know. Absolutely. It's early, man. It's early. Yeah, so like want and, and he's won't. He's not drinking any Ishkabaha. <laughs> I know. So want and won't. Um, how to pronounce these words? Want, won't. But then I guess the won't is, it, it all just depends where you're from. You know, some people might have a hard T at the end, and then some people might have a weak T at the end. Like, I'm, I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't mm. do it. In that case, it's a soft T. Mm. But then um, if you're trying to emphasize a point, I won't do that. Mm. You know, it's so it really does depend on context. And this is the thing about accents. Everyone is going to say it differently. And yes. they can and can't. Because, uh -huh. I mean, certainly, you know, you might muck up the can't for cunt or something like that. And that's obviously going to land you in hot water. So I guess in terms of pronunciation, the can and can't are ones you would want to practice more. Yeah. I tend to think for a native, when, as Ned said, when we say can, it almost becomes K-I-N. You know, yeah. I can go, you know, I can go later. You know, I can hear you, you know. Um, and when we've got the can't with the T, you know, the chances are maybe there's like a vowel sound on the next word, so we can actually put the T onto the next word, you know, um, you know, or it can join together. You know, I can't tell, you know, so yeah. that, would be, that would be kind of like, you know, emphasizing the T on there, you know. But accents, are accents important, do you think? I just say love your accent, no matter who you are, you know. Always embrace your accent. It's unique. It's you. That's my attitude. I tell my students that all the time, like, so. Mm -hmm. Just as long as people understand you, that's the most important part. Yeah, I agree. I agree yeah. with you both on that. And yeah, I, th I think it's important to be articulate. You know, yeah. so, so we're clear and cut and people can understand us. Yeah. But w whatever accent you have, if you have a sweet, I don't know, Irish accent, a sweet Italian accent, Persian, uh, Spanish, whatever, it makes no difference. You know, um, what's important is other people can understand. That's the yeah. most important thing, you know. I, yeah. I, I get, your identity, I suppose. Your accent is your identity. And, and a lot, since I've been on Instagram, I've found that a lot of people, they want, you know, they're re I really, really want to have a British accent or I want to have an American accent. And really, there's not, I, I don't feel that there's, there is such a thing as a British accent or a, an American accent as such, you know. If you're in the UK, for example, your accent's going to change from if you live yeah. in the south of England to the north of Scotland, for example, you know, your accent's going to change. And a lot of people, they, they still have this, I guess, this image of having the uh, received pronunciation, you know, the, the, the old style English accent from the 1950s, you know, and that, we, that my grandma used to watch at the cinemas, you know, um, from the Pathy News. But accent's not too important, right? Exactly, exactly, yeah. And even that is changing, Ken. You know, even the... You know, um, I, I've noticed that, you know, people from the South, they, they're pronouncing it more like the Irish and Scottish, which has crept into this part of the world, and, you know, into North America. Uh -huh, that, uh -huh. that, that, that ah sound, you know, instead of the ah sound. But you guys, you guys in Canada, though, I mean, Canadians are mostly Scottish anyway, aren't they? Yeah. Scot oh, Scottish, Canada's, Canada's just a bunch of immigrants. 
a whole bunch of immigrants and just living we're on. We're a bunch of immigrants. <laughs> oh, we're working are. hard immigrants. <laughs> the bunch part, Ronan, you know, sounded a little, <laughs> little Irish, you know. You bunch of whatever. <laughs> bunch of hardworking immigrants. <laughs> Brilliant. Excellent. Okay. Here's one. This is a great word. How to use the word fancy. Oh, wow. So it's funny because I would say fancy sometimes and my co-workers would slag me off for using it and they they, over here they would see that as being a very posh upper class word. Really? Yeah. Fantastic. It would be on the same lines as shall. Like if you say shall in a sentence everyone will mimic a very British accent for some reason. I don't get it if I say shall. I'm like all right guys I don't know where you're coming from with the Queen's English but Whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. Brilliant. Fancy. It's something we use all the time. I mean, like yeah. Certainly in, you know, Scottish English or Irish English or English English, I guess, you know. Fancy all the time. What does it mean, do you think, Ronan? Um, when we were kids, the biggest question would be, hey, who do you fancy? <laughs> and it's like, who do you have a crush on or something? And then everyone would mip, like make fun of you. Oh, you fancy, you fancy him, you fancy her or something like that. So... <laughs> Fancy would be to have a crush on a person. Yes. Yeah. I know I know a style crush, yeah. I know yeah. Style crush, yeah. You'd use it at all, Ned? Fancy? Um, well, yeah. I, I use both British, Irish, American, Canadian, everything now because I'm a mixture of all of these things. Hmm. So to me, fancy has so many different meanings. One of them was the one that Ken mentioned. Uh, sorry, uh, Ronan mentioned. Uh-huh. So I'm not going to repeat that. And I suppose, I don't know, a fancy car means expensive, glamorous, somehow. So it's a verb, it's an adjective, it has lots of different meanings and usages. Or like, do you you fancy a cup of tea? That's what the British, Irish, Scottish would say. What does that mean then? Do you fancy it? They don't use it at this this part of the world, they don't use it very very often here. For that meaning, Uh yeah. Uh, but uh, that's something that I would hear a lot when I was in the UK and in Ireland. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, fancy a beer? I, you know, fun, it's, it's very difficult to. Fancy uh, a beer. Remember. That's right, yeah. I always yeah. say fancy a kit. means I want to go to sleep, you know. Yeah. I fancy going and it's like, I, yeah, if I'm using kit. it, I wouldn't usually say, do you, or, or do you fancy a beer? I would just say fancy a drink, fancy yeah. a smoke, fancy whatever, you know. And I say, hey, do you want to go for? Mm. Fancy a beer after work. Mm. So it's very, very conversational use, isn't it? When you oh, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. Very neat. Uh, uh-huh. You said fancy a smoke, yeah? You wouldn't say fancy a fag here, huh? <laughs> oh, hell no. Not a chance. I made that mistake when I first moved over here. But uh, Did you really? I, was cor- I was corrected and like I, I've learned my lesson. So, yeah. That's yeah. a very important point, though. I mean, like when we're talking about English as a global language, uh-huh. it's it is important to know what words you can and can't say in places. So mm. like even just going back to cunt, that's something that we would say a lot in Ireland, but hell no, you don't use that in Canada. Not a chance because that will get you in a lot of trouble with people. Absolutely. And same with fag. You just don't say it here because it's a derogatory term. So yeah. Absolutely. I remember my, because my family are Irish, I remember growing up and uh, all my old aunties who were Irish, you know, would, would say that, you know, the C word, you know, and they wouldn't even know that they're saying it. It's just part of their yeah. part of their everyday language, you know. It's like the word the the, the f word fuck in Irish now. They've kind of changed it a little, so it's actually come 
I guess it's a, a normal word, if you like, you know, feck, you know, they've changed. We even have the, like the smooth life forms as well, Ken. Yeah, freaking, you know, freaking. Exactly. <laughs> I just think I wish people would swear more often. You know, people would be a lot less stressed if they could swear and just really vent by swearing. So, <laughs> you I should be feeling at home, huh? <laughs> are, you a, are you a swearer, Ned? Um, before I became a teacher, I suppose, yeah, I, I grew up in Ireland, as I said, before I went to the UK, and when I went to the UK, everybody was kind of looking at, what, why is this guy swearing, cussing and cursing so much? But, um, yeah, here it's kind of normal. I, I don't know, Ronan might agree with me on that. So it's yeah. kind of like Ireland. Yeah. Here, it, here the culture depends where is you, similar. Depends where you are and what you're doing, because, like, when I'm teaching, obviously, I don't. I teach settlement English. So it's a completely different ball game. I teach students at a very low level at the moment. So no, there's no swearing there. Mm. But um, when I have private students, it's a whole different kettle of fish. Mm. Yeah. And I used to work in a garage. And when you're working in a garage, they have trucker English. And like, you know, you swear like a trucker. And I mean, holy moly. They can really have some creative ways of swearing when you work in the uh, automotive industry. So Swear like a trucker, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we swear like a trooper, I think, this year. You swear like a trooper. Swear like a sailor is another one, I think. <laughs> a mouth like a sewer, yeah? My grandmother. <laughs> got a mouth like a sewer. Fantastic. So we've got, what was the word there we were looking at? Fancy. Fancy, oh yes. Fancy, fancy's got a few different meanings, yeah? Yeah. Fancy car, fancy shirt. Do you fancy a drink or who do you fancy? What does fancy car, fancy shirt mean? What, what would fancy mean there, just to reiterate? Swish. Elegant, yeah. Wish. That's very swish. Fancy. Oh, it's, it's fancy. Fancy means fancy. Of course it does, Ronan. Um, oh, fancy dress as well. <laughs> oh, fancy dress. That's a whole... Yeah, so that's a real it's interesting one. You know, you have a fancy suit on, but don't wear a fancy suit to a fancy dress party because it's a whole different story. <laughs> exactly. Fantastic. Oh. Brilliant. I like it. Fancy, fancy, very important word, I think. You know, certainly if you're looking to speak British English, fancy, yeah? Okay, what's the difference between talk to and talk with? Talk to and talk with. I think for me, when, I, when this comes up for me, uh, students asking me, I always tend to say talk to is like a one-way conversation. You know, like maybe... You know, there's, you don't reply, maybe somebody's telling you off or giving you into trouble or something like that. The conversation is one way. And talk with is more about kind of like a two-way conversation, yeah. I guess. Would that be right? Is that what you would I'd say? I'd agree. Like a yeah. word with someone. Yeah, have a word with someone. Talk with someone. Ah, talk. I need to talk to that student after class. I, and there's a purpose for doing it. Mm. You know, if I say I need to talk to you after class, I have something important to tell you. Mm. and you've already planned it out in advance whereas for me this as i said talk with well we're all talking with each other right now conversation like a discussion type thing yeah yeah talk with, yeah, talk to do you think it's important to to differentiate or to 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 know the difference between them when you speak do you think it's really important i think it can be important i would often say to my students uh if 
they want to like going back to the reading and stuff and they'd say but it feels weird just reading out loud or reading aloud so i say okay we'll talk to your hand or talk to the wall or talk to yourself for example so and then talk with well i mean if you're talking with your hands there's probably something wrong (laughs) (laughs) if it's talking back to you you know a little glove puppy yeah Talk to the hand because the face ain't listening. That was the mm. old one we used to say, right? Yeah. yeah. Talk to. What do you think, Ned, about talk to yeah. and? Uh... Yeah. So very briefly, um, what I always tell my students is, yeah, prepositions are the student's enemy, and probably even mm. the teacher's enemy because they're very difficult to teach. So something that you have to acquire over time. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, in many dictionaries, they have frequent usage. It even changes over a course of time. So. Um, um, for example, like get into mischief, get up to mischief. Both of them have mischief in them, but uh, what is the difference? So um, we have to learn it in a context. We have to use it in a situation. You know, if you get into mischief, it means you get into trouble. But if you get up to mischief, you you are, are causing that trouble. That's naughty or mischievous. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's the same with talk to and talk with. So um, we have to hear it a lot. You know, we have to hear it used. So I would go for the two. Um, opinions that you had on that so talk talk to would be like somebody like saying something to the other person listening and maybe every now and then communicating but when you talk with someone there's more more communication going on mm-hmm. between those two or a group of people so i would agree with you on that mm-hmm. but that's what it is to me and so, what about um, have a talk with that's a different one again mm-hmm. well, i need here, to have okay, so we're using talk as a noun we're talking yeah about- yeah, I need to have a talk with John after work today. Yeah, like a word with someone. Yeah, yeah, have a word. A word is kind of you know, oh, I'm in, I'm in trouble. That's, yes, you know, it's, it's like, usually would say something like that. I want to have that, a word that, with your boss. We'd, we'd have a word be stronger than have a talk to someone. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I would say maybe a, a superior talking to a subordinate or you know someone that that yeah has more authority over you would have a word or a talk to you. Hmm. So it could be your boss or your teacher or your professor or whatever. So uh, that's how I would see it. But that's my thing. I think in British English, we tend to, different from American English, where they're very direct. But in British English, we're very indirect when we speak. So I think if you're, if for me, if I was at work in, in my younger days and uh, my boss said to me, I think we need to have a quick chat. Which to me would be very, very serious, you know. <laughs> so it's very kind of indirect language, right? Yeah. The diplomacy thing, yeah. Diplomacy, exactly, exactly. Excellent. Good stuff. Anything you want to add to that? Not really. Just it's a really good differentiation because they are very different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Here's a good one. How to use <laughs> your pulling my leg. Here's my taxi coming again. I think. <laughs> literally, literally, or or you know. Well, the physio was pulling my leg. <laughs> what's what's you pulling my leg? How would you this? How would? Because I mean, this is a this is a very very native English speaker thing to say, you know. Yeah. I would say that you use that in response to a person you think is telling you. A lie or a joke or something that's not real. Mm, okay. In that any would be, situation, Ronan. Sorry? In any situation. 
in in a humorous situation in a humorous situation you know if like uh oh i'm trying to think of an example now you're pulling my leg like if ned were to say something that i do not believe is true like um say hey in ireland we smoke cigarettes the opposite way around or something like that. I'd be like, go away, you're pulling my leg, man. That's not true. Or when I said to you guys, I moved to Canada because of legal cannabis. Go away, Ronan, you're pulling our legs here, you know? And it's like, actually, it's true, for example. You know, I tell you something that you don't believe is real. So uh-huh. uh, you can say, oh, you're pulling my leg. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's almost like a joke, yeah? But yeah. Are, they, are they meaning to be... Is it, are they meaning to be serious or not? Or do, they, yeah. or do you know that they are joking? Or are they and trying to be joking? Yeah, they're joking and you're trying to get clarification if they are joking or not joking. Right. Okay. Ned, is this, is this something you use? Pulling my well, leg? Uh, yeah. So teasing. That's how I see it. For example, somebody says, you know, people in the US, they have two middle fingers. <laughs> and that's why there's one of them always stuck up. And Roman says, hey, don't listen to Ned. He's just pulling my <laughs> I like it. Pulling my leg. God, yeah, there's a lot of ways oh, yeah, to use it. We're going live here and you know, we're talking about middle fingers and cannabis. And <laughs> hey, it's authentic. It's authentic. What other ones have you got? You're, uh, you're messing me around. Uh, it's another one, isn't it? You're pulling my leg, you're messing me around. In Canada, they would say you're joshing. You're joshing me. Stop joshing me. You're joshing me, yeah. You're yeah. Joshing me. My friend in uh, in Thailand, he's, he's from Ireland, and he always says, "Away with you, away with yes. you." You know, <laughs> away. <laughs> you're ha- what's the other one? You're having me on is another one, isn't it? You're yeah, having you're having me on. Um, <laughs> you're poking fun of me, or he's just poking fun. I guess would be another one, but yeah. You're having me on is very Irish, isn't it? Oh yeah. Is it? It's very Irish. Yeah. I think so. I've used it a lot, so. I mean. Yeah, people with Irish roots would use have a tendency. Yeah. We would say in Scotland, we would say you're talking keek. You're talking keek. 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 Keek is the, the Scottish word for, for shit. There we go. Oh, right. <laughs> A little yeah. Scottish word. So there we go. So you're pulling my leg. Really good one to put into your conversation, I think. Yeah. yeah. Really good one yeah. to use. Very, very natural if you use it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So which is the best? American English, what's that? American or British English, and which should we speak? Now, I get this asked all the time, yeah. and I never ever had it. I mean, I, I you know, traveled the world, I've taught in Portugal and Spain and South America, and I've n- nobody's ever said this to me until I opened my Instagram account. Yeah. And I got taken aback, and I just didn't understand why. But this is a very, very common question. Which is the best, American or British English? And which should we speak? What How long is a piece of string? Exactly. <laughs> I know. I mean, you guys, you guys obviously have got, I mean, I've never been uh, to your part of the world. I've never been to the, to the States or to North America. So I don't really know the, the, the ins and outs of the, the differences, you know, between the two languages. Well, I mean, you guys have experience. What's the what would you say is the big difference? And is it uh, vocabulary? Vocabulary is going to be different. Uh, we say sidewalk in Canada, whereas in Britain, I guess it's a uh, footpath. Pavement. Yeah, pavement. Yeah. pavement. yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Postman versus mailman, something like that. So it goes down to the local lingo, you know. I'd say when in Rome, do as the Romans do. And that's something that my family always make fun of me when I go home because I will have these Canadian isms or American English and stuff. And they're like, don't forget your Irish, Ronan, and whatnot. So I actually heard that there when you said garage instead of garage. Yeah. Oh, man. I got, and then the same happens when I'm over here and I let slip some Irish pronunciation and stuff. And then they, they make fun of me or something. So I get bullied a lot, you know? Do you think it's, do you think the, the difference in vocabulary is a big problem to know the difference? No, I wouldn't say it's a massive issue. I don't think it would hold you back. Um, yeah. I do not believe that, uh, Sometimes maybe um, I'm trying to think of other examples where it would be important to know the local vocabulary. Any ideas, Ken or Ned? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. When you when you're doing your G1, when you're doing the driver's um, test, you know the, the the first part. It's important to know the pavement has a different meaning here. Oh, really? <laughs> They're actually talking about the road. They're not talking about the sidewalk. It's huh. okay, Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that you have to know because, you know, the sign might say when the pavement ends, that means when the, the road ends. Ah, the pavement okay. here actually has that. It, uh -huh. doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean sidewalk like in the UK or in Ireland. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. What about, um, Whoever's doing their G1 test, they have to know that. Ah, well, so there are certain words which are different when you're taking a test. Mm. You know, mm. Tests that are important that you only can have three mistakes in. The fourth one, yeah. you might fail. So. Mm. All right. It's the same with anything, I guess. When you, there's, there's exam English and there's conversational English, right? You know, Two yeah. very different things. Yeah. Subway has a different meaning here. You know? So if you, if you ask for the subway, you're actually asking for the tube or the, the underground. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But you know, in England, subway could also mean that underpass. Or, An know. underpass, yeah. You know. Generally, uh, isn't it? So, yeah. so long as the meaning is conveyed i don't think it makes any difference whether it's british irish yeah. i don't know american yeah that's exactly it. as long as the meaning is conveyed and you're understood like if you like going to ireland and saying highway oh i drove on the highway you know like people will just smirk at you but it's not as if we don't know what a highway is you know we just call it a motorway or something different so yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's not really any difference yeah british and american english no no, it just depends. Some like, freeways are not free. Never there we ever. go. The freeway, yeah, that's another one. <laughs> some of them are not so free. You have to pay a toll. <laughs> yeah. What is the difference between freeway and highway? I don't know. I, I think no it's clue. more like an expressway. Uh, that's what I'm guessing. So it's inside the city, inner city. So what is something is inside the city and it connects different areas, different neighborhoods or parts of the city. That, that would be like a freeway or an expressway. Uh -huh. so the highway can be from like one town, one city to another. That's, uh -huh. that's, that's my take on it. But I don't know. That's something you'd have to ask a civil engineer, I think. Because, you know, it gets a little technical there. Very technical, yeah. You see them on the signs and we use them. Well, I mean, did <laughs> you, you say you, Highway 7? You, but, you, you know, it's what I'm Actually, no. Highway 7 is inside the city. Here, but, you know, does it go outside? So, um, yeah, you'd have to ask um, a civil engineer for the difference between these. I mean, well, what's the difference between street and avenue, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think it's one of them north and south. So it's north, south, east, west. I mean, is that the real difference? Or is it just because we say 
that 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 is an avenue and that is a street. Mm-hmm. That's civil engineering, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that with the with the expressways and everything in in the UK, basically I, I can drive from the north of Scotland to the south of England in about ten hours or so. You know, you know, uh, it's very very small area. You know, where you guys in in North America, as you say, it's like eight hours flying from yeah. one side to the other. So you you have got different kind of vocabulary for expressway and highway different. Yeah. Actually, yeah, vehicles. So in terms of vehicles, they're all completely different over here. Um, so like a truck or a van, like a truck. Or what was the other one? I remember now, a tractor. So Ned, what is a tractor for you? Oh, a trailer? Tra- tractor. Tractor. Okay, so tractors, what we have, we can have on a farm. Um, yeah, what we can have on a farm. Yeah. And what about you, Ken? A track, yeah, a tractor's like a, a big wheel kind of farm vehicle, you know, I guess. Is that right? Yeah, over here it's not. What over it? here in, in British Columbia, anyways, and this is like what I was talking about with the automotive English or auto body in English. Uh, a tractor's like a JCB, like a digger. No, like JCB. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I remember those. And I remember when uh, my boss said, oh, yeah, I just need you to clean the tractor. And I went out looking for a tractor, and I was like, "There's no tractor here. Did someone steal the tractor? I mean, there's a there's a digger over there, but <laughs> he can." Oh, like the bobcat, yeah, 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 a bobcat. Yeah. So in the, where I am in Kelowna, like they would refer to a bobcat as a tractor, but for me, a tractor is the vehicle on a farm, you know, like a Massey Ferguson or something. Mm. Right, <laughs> and also we have trailer and caravan, right? So yes. we have trailer parks, we're not caravan parks. What's the difference yeah. between a trailer and a, and a caravan then? A trailer to me is something that goes at the back of the car and you put maybe your motorbike on it or you you put your sofa if you're moving house, you know. You put yeah, for transport and stuff. For transport, yeah. Does that mean different to you guys? It's, I think you... Uh, it's like a house over caravan. here. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so like a, a trailer can have both meanings over here. Uh, a trailer... Is like the trailer park boys. Have you ever seen the trailer park boys, Ned? No. Oh, it's like one of the most Canadian TV shows there is. I don't get half the humor in it. You know, I just don't get it because I'm not Canadian. But um, yeah, a trailer is like a temporary house that you live in, like a motorhome or something Mm. like that. Ah, right. Mm -hmm. That would be what it is. A motorhome that you just plant down in one place and you don't move. So Mm. not very motor-like. (laughs) <laughs> a motor home without the motor, right? Yes. <laughs> like a home. Brilliant. So I guess in, the, in those terms, yeah, it would be important to know the local lingo of wherever you are. So, Well, if you don't know, then it's not going to be a big problem whether no. it's American or, or British English, right? Yeah. No, 90% of the time, 99%. Words, yeah, if it's too, like one or two words, you know, in the context, you know, it's just, it's understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that, that difficult to understand. So it's not, unless, you, unless you're getting a visa for, to go, so you, know, you want your visa for America or whatever, there's not going to be a much difference between the two languages or understanding them, right? And for, I don't even uh, know. In, um, in exams, would they dock you marks like in IELTS or something if you were to use a different, if you no. said footpath instead of sidewalk, I wonder? Never. 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 So it's not a big Good. problem then, yeah? Even spelling is acceptable, like C O L O U R, which would be Canadian and British, but mm. uh, C 
O-L-O-R, which is American. Both are acceptable mm. in the IELTS exam. And I always got to check like, that. For me, Ronan, um, we have three languages here. We, ha we have the language that we learned in the UK and Ireland that we, we are using mixed with the Canadian. Then we have yeah. the Canadian. And then we have the immigrants that have come here and they have their own version of the English language. And we have to adapt ourselves to that and quite you know, try to understand that too. Mm -hmm. It might be like, we might have some Filipino coworkers, you know, some Chinese coworkers, people from different countries, you know, from, uh, I don't know, Cuba or whatever. And we have to try and understand their English as well. I think it's always kind of evolving anyway at the moment, isn't it? Because of technology, people are texting and, and everything like that at the moment, isn't it? So the, the language is always kind of evolving, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. So no problem with British and American. Speak what you want to speak, whatever sounds good for you. There's no difference. What's the difference between in time and on time? In time and on time. Here's your prepositions again, Ned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one of them, you're exactly on time. Okay. It's, it's, it's on the dot. And the other one, you're a little early. So in is a little early. Yeah. If, if you're in time for, for a meeting or an exam or whatever, you might be five minutes early. But if you're on time, let's say your exam starts at seven, you're there exactly seven o'clock sharp. Yeah. So that's the difference between in and on. So in is earlier. On is exactly on the dot. Yeah. Ronan? I couldn't agree more. That's exactly it. So I always tell my students, be on time for class, you know, and that's a normal expression. Be on time for work. Make mm -hmm. sure your homework is done on time. Mm -hmm. well, is it in time for that one? In time would be just get it done early. So <laughs> now I'm confused. <laughs> I always think on time is like you have a specific time, like <clears throat> the class starts at 11 o'clock. So be yeah. on time at 11 o'clock. I guess in time would be, as you say, arriving for something to start. Like the performance starts at seven, so I arrive in time for the in time for the show. I guess, yeah. Yeah. That, that means, on time, exactly at the time you were supposed to do something. Yeah. And in time, just yeah. a little before. Bit before. Yeah. Yeah. I always used to tell teachers when I used to be a teacher trainer to be in time, like at least fifteen minutes. You know, before the class starts, so, so so you get everything prepared. So um, I think for you know important tasks, we have to be in time, not on time. On time is not to be late. Basically. Yeah, be right right on the button, as we say. Yeah, mm -hmm. on time is right on the button. Yeah, perfect, excellent. Okay, here's a here's a, a very kind of native word as well. What when when do we use whatsoever? Whatsoever. Mm -hmm whatsoever how do we how do we describe that word whatsoever yeah what would you say i don't know what i have no saying. idea whatsoever <laughs> i have no idea yeah i have no idea what he's saying or what he's saying i have no whatsoever. idea whatsoever that would be how i would i think i use it uh god that's a good one man let me mm. think whatsoever yeah, you're making us think there okay <laughs> sorry i'm not ready so for this shit <laughs> Whatsoever, I guess, for me, whatsoever kind of means at all, you know? Yes. At all. I have no idea at all. I have at no all. idea whatsoever, yeah? But it's more kind of, for me, it's more like emphasizing at all, yeah? You would, is it, is it a gap you whatsoever, you kind of throw your arms up and go, whatsoever kind of thing, you know? You're, 
you're you're kind of emphasizing it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, is it redundant, Ken? Is it is it one of those redundant vocabulary items that w whether we use it or not? So so, so it's something that you know some 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 words we use native speakers would use, and it gives the the, the I don't know the, the sentence a little more meaning. And if we omit it from the sentence, you still can get the meaning across, but you can tell that person is not a native speaker. So I don't know. You know, I don't, you can just say I don't know. Or, I have I have no idea. I have, yeah, no, I have no idea, idea whatsoever. Or you can say I have no idea whatsoever. So what whatsoever could it be redundant here? Somehow is it redundant language? No, I, I guess we st I still use it anyway. But I guess we just use it more. As you, as so you if you say, use it, right, and your student doesn't, so it makes it redundant somehow. That, that, that would be the explanation of redundant language. And, and, you know, certain all right, when it depends. I mean, so, I mean, well, obviously, this is a student question, so they are hearing it somewhere, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It's very popular in Ireland. It's very popular. And I, rem I all, like my aunt has lived in the U.S. for 30 years now. And whenever I meet her, I, I can always remember her saying that, like, we had no clue what to do whatsoever, you know, and it is just like at all. So definitely in Canada, you'd hear at all a lot, but in Ireland, whatsoever is used at the end of a question or end of a statement to emphasize the point that you just made. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Whatsoever, howsoever, whosoever is pretty redundant. Whosoever. Mm. Whosoever mm. shall speak. Or yeah, that's like a legal <laughs> term or legal <laughs> jargon, nearly. So, whosoever, yeah. So, what we're getting biblical there, Ken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very, isn't it? It's very, yeah. It's very whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, I guess, if, I, if a, an English learner is using this word whatsoever, it'll be quite impressive to a, a native teacher if they're listening to it, you know, if they, if they can put it into their vocabulary, yeah. So, <laughs> It will take no effort whatsoever for me to do the IELTS exam, for example. However, it will take a lot of effort for my friends to do it. And that just is a testament to how the exams test strategy and not language. But that's a different conversation. <laughs> indeed, yeah, indeed, indeed. Right. So how can I use who's to say that? Again, this is more... Who's to say? Who's to say? This is again. This is very native speaker, isn't it? Who's to mm. say? Who's to say? What would you say to that? Who's to say? I guess for me, who's to say would be nobody knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody has. Give someone the right to do something. Give someone the right to say, say or do something. Say. What do you mean, Ned? Um, I, it's kind of out of context. I'm trying to think. When I've used this, who's to say? Um, who's to say it's right or wrong? To be honest, mm. Yeah, who's to say? Yeah, who's to say it's right or wrong? That's that's that, that's the context I would like use it in, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what does it mean? It means that oh, what is no it one is right or wrong. You know, no who has knows. the authority but, to say that this is good or bad? Judge, uh, yeah. Who is to be the judge here? Ah, yeah. perfect. Who's to be the judge? I like that. I like that. Yeah. So who's? I'm just trying to. I'm trying to think. Like, when would we actually use it though? In like in context. I mean, who's to say you can or can't do something? Who's hmm. to say you can or can't swear? I don't know. Like, who's to say uh, you? Ethics. 
Ronan. Ethics, ethics. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Morality exactly. would be the more religious word. Ethics would be the more non-religious word. So yeah. Yeah. Used to say that British English is better than American English. Ah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And why do people always talk about British English and American English? I mean, come on, we have a Scot sitting here, an Irish person. I know, I know. British I always tell my students I speak Irish English. That's what I tell them straight up. And if people say you speak British English, I'm like, actually, I don't. I speak Irish English. It's very fucking different. <laughs> I always I get comments on my Instagram saying, Ken, I like your British accent. <laughs> but I guess it's not it's not American, it's part of the UK, I guess. Just for the moment anyway. But I, I get that all the time as well. <laughs> yeah. Right. So who's to say means nobody's gonna judge, yeah? Yeah. Gonna no judge. one has the authority to judge either. Yeah. So. Good one. Good one. Here's a grammar. Oh, I've put a spelling mistake here. Oh, this is great. This is so <laughs> relevant and important. This is... Uh, if I could just delete will from my students' vocabulary, it would be effing great. <laughs> <laughs> grammar with will plus B plus verb ing, please explain it. Mm -hmm. who, 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 who wants to put on their grammar hat? All right, so we'll be drinking beer tonight. I will be drinking beer tonight. It's extremely unnatural to say something like that if you're talking about yourself. So it's for a future plan, you know? Um, I will be, plus verb, I will be drinking. I will be going, I will be eating dinner at 7 p.m. It's just... Yeah, I think it's a, it's like the, it's the future continuous, yeah? Yeah. I guess, so we use it to say that at a future point, like at 10 o'clock, don't call me because I will, I will be, be sleeping. 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 Yeah. yeah. Sleeping. yeah. <laughs> <I'll be sleeping. laughs> so, yeah, so we use it more to show that at a future time, something is happening at a future For time. an appointment. For an appointment. Now, the more I think about it, you see, when I first saw it, I thought it was just like, will future are present continuous for future, but will be plus ing, like at Christmas. <laughs> I will be sitting at home. I will be relaxing, anything like that, you know? So that is where I would use it for a future appointment, maybe. Yeah. A future time, get a future appointment time or a future time, yeah? Yeah. Something is happening, yeah? But I guess when we speak, we won't say, I will be doing something. We'll no. say, like, we'll use the contraction, yeah? So at 10 o'clock, I'll be sleeping. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. I'll I'll be I'll be you know drinking in the pub until ten PM when the pub's shut. Yeah. Yeah. Scotland, yeah? What so, do you think, Ned? Um I see it it's similar to arrangements, you know, the difference between yeah. Ghana and um plus verb and um the verb plus ing for, for future. One one is an arrangement, the other one is not. So this is something similar like an arrangement. But with yourself so as you said I'll, I'll like on sunday i'll be like at, at six i'll be sitting in front of the tv relaxing watching a movie on netflix or something like that so here you're talking about an arrangement but maybe an arrangement that you have with yourself mm. um so it's, it's it's very similar to um i, I i'm doing that tomorrow night mm. instead of saying i'm going to do that tomorrow night so when you say i'm i'm doing something tomorrow night it's an arrangement I'm, I'm visiting my sister tomorrow because she knows about it. Yeah, yeah. we have an arrangement. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to visit my sister. It's, it's something that 
I've just decided to do. Maybe I haven't even announced it. Maybe she's not even going to be home. Mm. That's something that I've pre-planned myself. Mm-hmm. So this is something similar to that, the arrangement that we have with, with ourselves. So you know, um, you know, I'm going to be doing something. I'm doing you know, something. Ed, and the very first time I remember you, you put a comment on my Instagram, it was about this topic. I had done really? something wrong on my video about going to and will or something. I couldn't, ex- I didn't explain it correctly. And will, and uh, Ned comes in and da, 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 da. I was, ah, that's what it is, you know? So, <laughs> so you corrected me, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't mean to. No, no, I, 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 I was I, glad. I, I it was correct, you know? It just clicked, it was correct. So the future continuous at a future point, this is happening, yeah? Okay, so we'll do one more, yeah, before we, mm-hmm. um, where, which, which one oh, should there's we There's so do? many, that's crazy. Oh, mate, you've got no idea, you've got no idea. Here we go. You have inquisitive students, Ken, that's good. <laughs> My idea was, I, I, I was going to actually, um, you know, do books with all these questions, you know, so just so many of them, yeah? Yeah. How to explain my point done. exactly? Great vocabulary to use. If someone, if you were describing something like a situation or a cause and effect and uh, a person says something that you agree with, you could say my point exactly, perhaps. Mm. I'm, trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think now. That's not the best explanation for it by any means. So it's it's like someone is stressing the agreement of what you've yes. just said. So yes. you say something, for example, um, the Scots are better than the Irish, for example, yeah? And Ned <laughs> says something to agree with that, and I would say my point... Because, so yeah, the Scots are better than the Irish, and then Ned would say because they... Uh, are better whiskey. Have better or they do, they have much better whiskey. <laughs> and then Ken will go, my point exactly. So the Irish have the reputation for whiskey, but the Scots have better whiskey. My point exactly. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But is that true? Is that true? Oh yes, definitely. The Scotch is better than Irish whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently so. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Irish have better beer than Scottish, I guess, don't they? Don't you? Okay, you're talking about you're going to Guinness and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Guinness has a monopoly, but Guinness are uh, fading away apparently. Well, all their breweries are opening up now, so yeah. yeah. I, I can't find Smithwick's here, Ronan. That's good. That's okay. <laughs> There's no problem about that. <laughs> uh, my point exactly would be let's see. <sighs> I'm trying mm. to think of an example. I guess if if someone says something and then you give an example to to back up that original kind of confirmation, yeah, confirmation, yeah, yeah? confirmation, yeah. But um, I I guess Canada's better because they legalize marijuana, yeah, and it is. My point exactly, yeah. So, like, I was thinking of a marijuana example, you know, I have a one track mind, I guess. But, um, if you were talking about reasons why countries should legalize marijuana, I would say countries should legalize marijuana because they can generate a high amount of tax. Mm. Then, Ken will say something else for legalization, 
Yeah. And I would say, and my point exactly, that's exactly why they should do it. So like I say, we can generate high taxes. Ken then says that, hey, it's uh, proven to be medicinally beneficial. And that's another reason to support the argument for legalization. So I'd say my point exactly. My point exactly, yeah. Ned, you agree with that? Um, I agree with it. But the only thing I, I could add is, you know, when students ask me, okay, when do we use, like, they come up with a phrase, I would say, okay, what's the context? Because, mm, yeah. you know, in different contexts, some, in some cases, you know, it could have a different meaning. In some cases, it doesn't. But then again, at that particular point in time, you might not be able to come up with something. Yeah. So I, I always yeah. say, okay, what, what, what is the sentence before it and after it? You know, just tell me what you heard in the movie. Because usually they, they extract all of these from a movie or series. Yeah. Oh, if you're watching Suits or something like that would probably where it would come up a lot, like in legal terms, because, you know, there's a lot of arguing in debates or something like that or politics. They would say my point exactly. Yeah. But gen generally, we use it to, to confirm, to back up an original statement. Yeah. Yes, I guess. Yeah. Perfect. Any, any, anything else you'd like to add about anything? Well, this has been yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting you thinking, hasn't it? Yeah. It really is. I've, I've not done this much thinking in the morning in quite some time. Of course, it's your morning, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Well, guys, I mean, that's, that's been an hour up. I'm really, really chuffed that you, uh, that you came along, and uh, I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope the, the people who are watching on YouTube and who are listening on the podcast um, found it worthwhile as well, yeah? Do you want to say anything in closing? Well, thank you. Oh, I'm going to jump in, Ned. Sorry, just being as rude as, as always. But uh, no, thanks, man. Thanks for having us on. And thanks for setting all this up. Hopefully we'll do more in the future. Yeah, I'm, I'm, hopefully I'm, you know, anytime you want to just jump on, please, you know, feel free to yeah. just jump on, you know. Ned, anything, yeah. any words of wisdom to give to uh, our students? No words of wisdom. Just, you know, I had a lot of fun too. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Ronan. Thanks for having us on, on, on your show. And uh, yeah, it was that fantastic. We should do this more often. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. I think so. I think so. All right. One second. Let me just stop live streaming. There we go. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was a Three Teachers podcast. What a great idea. Ken's a freaking genius for putting that together. So, you know, we answered a lot of different questions. Questions which English learners had sent to Ken and questions which I have also been asked and I'm sure Ned has also been asked the exact same questions. Honestly, it was such a great experience to do this podcast with the, with the two of them. So, your job right now is to follow Get English Tips on Instagram and YouTube and follow Ned Vestopia on Instagram and YouTube as well. Um, it was a hell of a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait for the next one. If you have any questions, please just let me know. Send me a message and you know what? Maybe I'll send them on to Ken and we'll do another one. It was so good. I keep saying that. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to drink some coffee. And yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Talk to you soon. Bye.